Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning, and welcome to the September 1st episode, September 1st, 2022 episode, I should say, of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host, and... Uh, Gonna get gonna get started early this morning. I, I it amazes me that it's September first. Um, this year has flown by. It has been my uh, first year as a grandfather. Uh, my oldest son and his wife had my first grandchild, my grandson um, Rodney Wayne the Fourth, um, named after my father and myself and my son. Um, back in November. And uh, of 2021. And so uh, it has definitely been amazing. We're very, very fortunate that we get to keep him pretty regularly um, as, as my daughter-in-law um, wor works with uh, learning impaired, works with challenged people uh, in the school system and uh, just is an amazing young woman. And uh, so we're, <laughs> we're fortunate enough to get, get to keep him two to three times a week. And, uh, Papa loves time with his with his little boo. Um, it is wonderful, um, but it, the the year has gone by so fast, and he's getting big so fast, and I keep wanting to go slow down, slow down, slow down, kind of like I did with my sons. Um, but obviously, he's not slowing down, and he is going to be a very large young man, as my son and and my daughter in law are both very tall, um, six foot six foot plus, uh, which is amazing because I'm five nine and shrinking. Um, but yeah. He is just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful young boy. Um, but so it has gone by so fast with so many things happening, um, good and bad, but that's part of the trials God God ordains for us to mature us in our Christian walk. So uh, needless to say, it leaves me <laughs> kind of baffled sometimes that, wow, it's really gone so fast. But so as I said, this is the September 1st, 2022 episode. This is episode four. Um, so there haven't been many, I don't know how many, I mean, I've looked, but I, I don't know who all's really listening and who all just checks it out and it registers it as a listen. And honestly, I'm not doing that to go, Oh, look how many people are listening to me. I, it's all for the glory of God. It's all for more and more getting God's word out there, both in, in prayer through the Puritans. Um, as I've said through Charles Spurgeon's, um, devotional and through, the scriptures through the word of God, which are our most important tool. The word of God is one of our most important tools or is our most important tool um, for we as Christians to to uh, model in this world to bring I, this, this 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 was the great commission that we're to bring the scripture, we're to bring the gospel to all the world. And so this is this is my little part of it at this time. So let's go ahead and get into our reading um, again. First prayer, we're first we're going to do uh, three prayers out of Valley of Vision. First two are going to be the ones I do every day, resting on God and grace and trials. Um, as I've said before, that helped me to 
stabilize. And, and, and as nutsy as this world is, as crazy as things are around us, these, these two prayers remind me that God has ordained this, God is in control, and that in all things, I rest in his hands. So here we go. Resting on God. O God, most high, most glorious, the thought of thine infinite serenity cheers me, for I am toiling and moiling, troubled and distressed. But thou art forever at perfect peace. Thy designs cause thee no fear or care of unfulfillment. They stand fast. Excuse me, I lost my place. They stand fast as the eternal hills. Thy power knows no bond, thy goodness no stint. Thou bringest order out of confusion, and my defeats are thy victories. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth. I come to thee as a sinner with cares and sorrows, to leave every concern entirely to thee, every sin calling for Christ's precious blood. Revive deep spirituality in my heart. Let me live near to the great shepherd. Hear his voice, know its tones, follow its calls. Keep me from deception by causing me to abide in the truth, from harm by helping me to walk in the power of the Spirit. Give me intenser faith in the eternal verities, burning into me by experience the things I know. Let me never be ashamed of the truth of the gospel, that I may bear its reproach, vindicate it, see Jesus as its essence, know in it the power of the Spirit. Lord, help me, for I am often lukewarm and chill. Unbelief mars my confidence. Sin makes me forget thee. Let the weeds that grow in my soul be cut at their roots. Grant me to know that I truly live only when I live to thee, that all else is trifling, Thy presence alone can make me holy, devout, strong, and happy. Abide in me, gracious God. And now grace and trials. Father of mercies, hear me for Jesus' sake. I am sinful even in my closest walk with thee. It is of thy mercy I died not long ago. Thy grace has given me faith in the cross by which thou hast reconciled thyself to me and me to thee, drawing me by thy great love reckoning me as innocent in Christ, though guilty in myself. Giver of all graces, I look to thee for strength to maintain them in me, for it is hard to practice what I believe. Strengthen me against temptations. My heart is an unexhausted fountain of sin, a river of corruption since childhood days, flowing on in every pattern of behavior. Thou hast disarmed me of the means in which I trusted, and I have no strength but in thee. Thou alone canst hold back my evil ways, but without thy grace to sustain me, I fall. Satan's darts quickly inflame me, and the shield that should quench them easily drops from my hand. Empower me against his wiles and assaults. Keep me sensible of my weakness and of my dependence upon thy strength. Let every trial teach me more of thy peace, more of thy love. Thy Holy Spirit is given to increase thy graces, and I cannot preserve or improve them unless he works continually in me. May he confirm my trust in thy promised help, and let me walk humbly in dependence upon thee, for Jesus' sake. And finally from the prayers, this is fifth day morning. It's called the giver. As I said, Sunday is first day, so this is the fifth day morning. It's called the giver. Creator, upholder, and proprietor of all things, we cannot escape from thy presence and control nor do we desire to do so. Our privilege is to be under the agency of thy omnipotence. Righteous, excuse me, our pr privilege is to be under the agency of thy om omnipotence, righteousness, wisdom, patience, mercy, and grace. 
for thou art love with more than parental affection. We admire thy goodness, stand in awe of thy power, abase ourselves before thy purity. It is the discovery of thy goodness alone, excuse me, <clears throat> alone that can banish our fear. Allure us into thy presence, help us to bewail and confess our sins. We review our past guilt and are conscious of present unworthiness. We bless thee that thy steadfast love and attributes are essential to our happiness and hope. Thou hast witnessed to us thy grace and mercy in the bounties of nature, in the fullness of thy providence, in the revelations of scripture, in the gift of thy son, in the proclamation of the gospel. Make us willing to be saved in thy own way, perceiving nothing in ourselves, but all in Jesus. Help us not only to receive him, but to walk in him, depend upon him, commune with him, follow him as dear children, imperfect, but still pressing forward, not complaining of labor, but valuing rest, not murmuring under trials, but thankful for our state. And by so doing, let us silence the ignorance of foolish men. Amen. And now we're going to move on to morning, September 1st, 2022 of Spurgeon's um, morning and evening. And just a second, I'm going to take a drink of coffee. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not technologically advanced enough to have a coffee or a cough or a sneeze button. So you'll have to excuse the bodily functions there you're having to listen to. <clears throat> All right. Like I said, uh, Spurgeon's morning and evening morning, September 1st, the scripture for it is Psalm 73, 24. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel and afterward receive me to glory. The psalmist felt his need of divine guidance. He had just been discovering the foolishness of his own heart, and lest he should be constantly led astray by it, he resolved that God's counsel should henceforth guide him. A sense of our own folly is a great step towards being wise, when it leads us to rely on the wisdom of the Lord. The blind man leads on his friend's, leans on his friend's arm and reaches home in safety, and so would we give ourselves up implicitly to divine guidance, nothing doubting assured that though we cannot see, it is always safe to trust the all-seeing God. Thou shalt is a blessed expression of confidence. He was sure that the Lord would not decline the condescending task. There is a word for thee, O believer, rest thou in it. Be assured that thy God will be thy counselor and friend. He shall guide thee, he will direct all thy ways. In his written word thou hast this assurance in part fulfilled. For Holy Scripture is his counsel to thee. Happy are we to have God's word always to guide us. What, what were the mariner without his compass? And what were the Christian without the Bible? This is the unerring chart, the map in which every shoal is described. And all the channels <clears throat> from the quicksands of destruction to the haven of salvation mapped and marked by one who knows all the way. Excuse me. <clears throat> Blessed be thou, O God, that we may trust thee to guide us now, and guide us even to the end. After this guidance through life, the psalmist anticipates a divine reception at last, and afterward, and afterward, receive me to glory. What a thought for thee, believer! God himself will receive thee to glory, thee, wandering, erring, straying, yet he will bring thee safe at last to glory. This is thy portion. Live on it this day, 
and if perplexity should surround thee, go in the strength of this text straight to the throne. <clears throat> wow, excuse me. And now to our reading. Uh, this morning, uh, McShane's reading plan has for us for the September 1st uh, plan is 1 Samuel 25, 1 Corinthians 6, Ezekiel 4, and Psalm 40 and 41. So 1 Samuel 25, um, this is at the point where Samuel dies and moving on between um, David and Saul. Then Samuel died, and all Israel gathered together and lamented for him and buried him at his house in Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Now there was a man in Maon whose work was in Carmel, and the man was very great, and he had three thousand sheep and one thousand goats. And it happened while he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the man's name was, the man's name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. And the woman was good in insight and beautiful in appearance, but the man was harsh and evil in his dealings, and he was a Calebite that David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep. So David sent ten young men, and David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel, come to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus you shall say, Have a long life, peace be to you, and peace be to your house, and peace be to all that you have. So now I have heard that you have shearers. Now your shepherds have been with us, and we have not dishonored them, nor have they missed anything all the days they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we have come on a festive day. Please give whatever you find at hand to your servants and to your son, to David. Then David's young men came and spoke to Nabal according to all these, men, these words in David's name. Then they waited. But Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants today who are each breaking away from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I have slaughtered for my shearers and give it to men whose origin I do not know? So David's young men went back on their way and returned, and they came and told him according to all these words. Then David said to his men, Each of you gird on his sword. So each man girded on his sword, and David also girded on his sword, and about four hundred men went up behind David, and two hundred stayed with the baggage. But one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Behold, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he rushed at them angrily. Yet the men were very good to us, and we were not dishonored, nor did we miss anything as long as we went about with them while we were in the field. They were a wall to us both by night and by day, all the time we were with them shepherding the sheep. So now know and see what you should do, for evil is decided against our master and against all his household, and he is such a vile man that no one can speak to him. Then Abigail hurried and took two hundred loaves of bread and two jugs of wine and five sheep already prepared and five seahs of roasted grain and one hundred clusters of raisins and two hundred cakes of figs and loaded them on donkeys. Then she said to her young men, Go on before me. Behold, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. So it was happening as she was riding on her, donkey, on her donkey and coming down by the hidden part of the mountain that, behold, David and his men were coming down toward her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely for a lie I have guarded all that this man has in the wilderness, 
so that nothing was missed of all that belonged to him. And he has returned me evil for good. May God do so to the enemies of David and more also, if by morning I leave as much as one male of any who belong to him. Then Abigail saw David, so she hurried and dismounted from her donkey and fell on her face before David and bowed herself to the ground. And she fell at his feet and said, On me alone, my lord, be the blame, and please let your maidservant speak in your ear and listen to the words of your maidservant. Please do not let my lord pay attention to this vile man, Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and wicked foolishness is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my lord whom you sent. So now, my lord, as Yahweh lives and as your soul lives, since Yahweh has restrained you from shedding blood and from, save, and from saving yourself by your own hand, so now let your enemies and those who seek evil against my lord be as Nabal. So now let this gift which your servant woman has brought to my lord be given to the young men who went about with my lord. Please forgive the transgression of your maidservant, for Yahweh will certainly make for my lord an enduring house, because my lord is fighting the battles of Yahweh, and evil will not be found in you all your days. And should anyone rise up to pursue you and to seek your life, then the life of my lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living, living with Yahweh your God. But the lives of your enemies he will sling out as from the hollow of a sling. And it will be that when Yahweh does for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you, and appoints you ruler over Israel, then this will not cause stumbling or a troubled heart to my Lord, both by having shed blood without cause and by my Lord having saved himself. When Yahweh deals well with my Lord, then remember your maidservant. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me, and blessed be your discernment, and blessed be you who have kept me this day from bloodshed and from saving myself by my own hand. Nevertheless, as Yahweh, the God of Israel, lives, who has restrained me from harming you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, surely there would not have been left in a ball until the morning light as much as one male. So David received from her hand what she had brought him and said to her, Go up to your house in peace. See, I have listened to your voice and granted your request. Then Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he was holding a feast in his house, like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. So she did not tell him anything small or great until the morning light. But in the morning, when the wine had gone out of Nabal, his wife told him these things, and his heart died within him, so that he became as a stone. Now it happened that about ten days later, Yahweh smote Nabal, and he died. Then David heard that Nabal was dead, so he said, Blessed be Yahweh, who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and has kept back his servant from evil. Yahweh has also returned the evil of Nabal on his own head. Then David sent a proposal to Abigail to take her as his wife. Then the servants of David came to Abigail at Carmel and spoke to her, saying, David has sent us to you to take you as his wife. And she arose and bowed with her face to the ground and said, Behold, your maidservant is a servant woman to wash the feet of my Lord's servants. Then Abigail hurried and arose, and she rode on a donkey with her five young women who went about with her, and she went after the messengers of David and became his wife. David had also taken Ahinoam of Jezreel, and they both became his wives. Now Saul had given Michael his daughter, David's wife, to Palti, the son of Laish, 
who was from Galim. Excuse me. Okay. And now, 1 Corinthians 6. Does any one of you, when he has a case against another, dare to be tried before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? If the world is judged by you, are you not worthy to constitute the smallest law courts? Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more matters of this life? So if you have law courts dealing with matters of this life, do you appoint those who are of no account in the church as judges? I say this to your shame. Is it really this way? There is not one wise man among you who will be able to pass judgment between his brothers? On the contrary, brother is tried with brother, and that before unbelievers. Actually, then, it is already a failure for you that you have lawsuits with one another. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be defrauded? On the contrary, you yourselves wrong and defraud. You do this even to your brothers. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Food is for the stomach, and the stomach is for food. But God will do away with both of them. Yet the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. Now God has not only raised the Lord, but will also raise up through his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take away the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? May it never be. Or do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he says, the two shall become one flesh. But the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral man sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. Now Ezekiel 4. Now as for you, son of man, Get yourself a brick, set it before you, and inscribe a city on it, Jerusalem. Then set a siege against it, build a siege wall against it, raise up a ramp against it, set up camps against it, and place battering rams against it all around. Now as for you, get yourself an iron plate and set it up as an iron wall between you and the city, and establish your face toward it, so that it is under siege, and besiege it. This is a sign to the house of Israel. Now as for you, lie down on your left side and lay the iniquity of the house of Israel on it. You shall bear their iniquity for the number of days that you lie on it. Now I have set a number of days for you corresponding to the years of their iniquity, 390 days. Thus you shall bear the iniquity of the house of Israel, and you shall complete these, and you shall lie down a second time. 
but on your right side, and bear the iniquity of the house of Judah. I have set it for you for forty days, a day for each year. Then you shall establish your face toward the, the siege of Jerusalem, with your arm bared, and prophesy against it. Now behold, I will set ropes upon you, so that you cannot turn from one side to the other, until you have completed the days of your siege. Now as for you, take wheat, barley, beans, lentils, millet, and spelt. Set them in one vessel, and make them into bread for yourself. You shall eat it according to the number of the days that you lie on your side, 390 days. And your food, which you eat, shall be 20 shekels a day by weight. You shall eat it from time to time. The water you drink will be the sixth part of a hen by measure. You shall drink it from time to time. You shall eat it, eat it as a barley cake, having baked it in their sight over human dung. Then Yahweh said, Thus will the sons of Israel eat their bread unclean among the nations where I will banish them. But I said, Ah, Lord Yahweh, behold, I have never been defiled, for from my youth until now I have never eaten what died of itself or was torn by beast, nor has any offensive meat ever entered my mouth. Then he said to me, See, I will set for you cow's dung in place of human dung, over which you will prepare your bread. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, behold, I am going to break the staff of bread in Jerusalem, and they will eat bread by weight and with anxiety, and they will drink water by measure and in desolation, because bread and water will be lacking, and they will be in desolation with one another and rot away in their iniquity. <clears throat> Psalm 40 I hoped earnestly for Yahweh, and he inclined to me and heard my cry for help. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a high rock. He established my steps. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in Yahweh. How blessed is the man who has made Yahweh his trust and has not turned to the proud, nor to those who stray into falsehood. Many, O Yahweh my God, are the wondrous deeds you have done, and your thoughts towards us. There is none to compare with you. I would declare and speak of them, but they are too numerous to recount. Sacrifice and meal offering you have not desired. My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me, I desire to do your will, O my God, your laws within my inner being. I proclaim good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Behold, I do not restrain my lips. O Yahweh, you know, I do not conceal your righteousness within my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your salvation. I do not hide your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly. You, O Yahweh, will not withhold your compassion from me. Your loving kindness and your truth will continually guard me, for evils beyond number have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me, so that I am not able to see. They are more numerous than the hairs of my head, and my heart has failed me. Be pleased, O Yahweh, to deliver me. Make haste, O Yahweh, to help me. Let those be ashamed and humiliated together who seek my life to sweep it away. Let those be turned back and dishonored, who delight in evil against me. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Aha, aha. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let those who love your salvation say continually, 
Yahweh be magnified. As for me, I am afflicted and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and the one who rescues me. <coughs> Excuse me. Do not delay, O oh my God. And Psalm 41. How blessed is he who considers the poor. Yahweh will provide him escape in a day of calamity. Yahweh will keep him and keep him alive. And he shall be blessed upon the earth. And do not give him over to the desire of his enemies. Yahweh will sustain him upon his sick beds. In his illness, you restore him to health. As for me, I said, O Yahweh, be gracious to me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. My enemies speak evil against me. When will he die, and his name perish? And when he comes to see me, he speaks worthlessness. His heart gathers wickedness to itself. When he goes outside, he speaks it. All who hate me whisper together against me. Against me they devise for me calamity, saying, A vile thing is poured out upon him, that when he lies down he will not rise up again. Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. But you, O Yahweh, be gracious to me, and raise me up, that I may repay them. By this I know that you delight in me, because my enemy makes no shout and triumph over me. As for me, you uphold me in my integrity, and you make me stand firm in your presence forever. Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. And that is our reading for the day. All right, that's our uh, reading for the day, our uh, Puritan prayers and our devotional and our reading from McShane's uh, Read the Bible in a Year plan. Uh, definitely hope you have a, a hope and pray that you have a wonderful day. And I would definitely encourage you that all you do today, you do for the glory of God, as we all should. And again, as I said before, um, I've been motivated to do this in a desire to, to help you, to assist you in getting more and more into the word of God and into prayer. I know in, in this time and this world, it's hard to find any time to do anything else. Um, and particularly to get into the word of God that has a tendency to end up at the bottom of our list of things to do and typically gets kicked aside. But I would definitely pray and I would beg you, please do all you can to be in the word of God and to be in prayer more and more. Those are critical. Those are our tools to help keep us walking as, as, as imitators of Christ, as imitators of God in this world, which is the witness we are to be here. So I would definitely encourage you um, beyond just listening to me to please read on your own. Please get hold of a Bible if you don't have one and read on your own. Please stay in the word. Please study it. Um, it is critical for you and it is critical for your eternal life. So let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, again, I am so grateful to be able to, uh, to, to have even just woken up this morning and to be able to sit down and to be able to put this out there in hopes that um, it will enlighten, it will benefit, it will equip those that are out there of the saints and that, and that it will bring introspection to those that are not saved and would be used by the Holy Spirit to head them in the direction of coming towards a saving faith in Christ. And Lord, we would pray this morning that your grace and mercy 
would be upon us, would be upon our families, and would be upon those around us. In your name we pray. Amen. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. Thank you.